right. Now let's split up. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Now wait a minute, hold up. How come every time some skirts she having that we need to stick together? You white people always say let's split up. Yeah. She's right, we yeah. should stick together. Yes, that's what I'm saying. She's right. Okay. You three, follow me. Welcome back to Afro Horror, everyone. It is 2023 and we are kicking off the year strong. This year is going to be the year of horror releases. It is 2023 and we have a bunch of horror films lined up in the slate that are coming out this year. I mean, Megan's already come out, so we'll talk about that one later. But uh, let's see, Scream 6, we've got Knock at the Cabin, Winnie the Pooh, The Nun 2, Snow Falls, There's Something Wrong with the Children, Alone at Night, and it goes on and on and on and on. So I wanted to make this year solely about new releases um because i also have my own short film my own horror short picture that is coming out this year so if you have been followed us on instagram yet we are at picture short film um and we'll be talking about the process of making that movie as we go through through festivals and whatnot but that's not what we're here to talk about today it's our first episode of the year we have a great guest on okay so this next guest is a toronto-based actor with a ba and device theater york university she enjoys horror films mainly horror films with some camp cheesy variety and i've stalked her for about a year and a half we were supposed to do this last year um and it didn't work out didn't work out but we're here now chi chi onua hello Hello, hello. Thank you for an amazing intro. Oh my gosh, I'm blushing. You can't see it, but I'm blushing a little bit. Um, <laughs> thank you yeah. for having me here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I, I'm we're getting back to the roots of the show, which is just two horror lovers talking about horror, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, oh. <laughs> so we're getting back. We had a really great season last season. It was the year of the creator, and I got to introduce um, our listeners to a bunch of horror creators on the indie side. Um, and I love that, but I miss talking about just horror and movies and TV show in general. So I want to know a little bit more about you though. Like, where are you based? Where are you up to? What are you doing? Like, let's introduce our audience to you. Yeah. Um, hi everyone. My name is Chi Chi Aniwa. Uh, I'm a Toronto based actor and, uh, yeah, like you said, I went to York university, studied device theater, um, Last summer, yeah, I guess last summer, I was able to take part in my first, you know, uh, live theater performance since the pandemic started, which was, you know, a lovely little reintroduction to theater. Um, and upcoming, I'm doing a, uh, a self-project, which is basically, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a virtual cabaret. It will be going live on YouTube on January 27th. And uh, it'll just be, you know, about 30 minutes of me singing some songs, some of my favorites from shows that I love. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. It's just, you know, a nice way to keep my uh, theatrical juices flowing while we are, oh, we are navigating this ever, never ending uh, pandemic. So yeah, that's kind of what, what's up right now. No, I feel that as an artist to artist, it's just like we are uh, born to create. And I just remember in lockdown, I didn't know how how you spent your time, but I was like, I have to paint now. And now I'm going to knit. Like I couldn't make movies. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I'm going to do other things, <laughs> you know? Honestly, no, I, I totally relate to that. I, I think uh, the pan like, you know, the lockdown really allowed people to like explore different 
uh, hobbies and, you know, also just like sit and be a human, you know, navigating the world in a moment. So I'm really excited that you got to, you know, explore those hobbies. And where can we find this cabaret? I love a cabaret, darling, on January 20th. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I, I also enjoy cabaret. You can find it on my YouTube channel. It is youtube.com slash at uh, Chichi Aniwa. And uh, yeah, it will go live at 7 p.m. on June, January 27th. Can you give us a taste of the, the numbers, uh, musical numbers, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be, uh, I still, I'm still finalizing the numbers, but a couple of them are from a lovely little musical that my friends, my friends, I talk about this musical all the time. It's from Hades Town. Um, a couple is from uh, the Bridgerton musical. Oh, uh, the and unofficial Bridgerton. The unofficial, musical? yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, let's keep that very clear. It is the unofficial Bridgerton musical. Thank you. Um, we 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 love Shanta, we love Abigail and Emily, but you know we got to keep it. We got to keep it clear. No one gets um, <laughs> Yeah. So those are um, little tidbits, and also I'm trying to think of other songs that I'm thinking of right now. Uh, those are the two that come to mind, but it's gonna be a mixture of um, Awakening. Oh, uh, I mean, I could, I could throw something in there. I, you know, I'm, I'm leaning a bit more towards, um, uh, well, yeah, no, I actually, I should think about Spring Awakening because there are some really good ones. Like, well, I'm um, only mentioning me. it. Yeah. Cause you're, yeah. You're <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. this, um, I love, I love this musical, this, um, little, little side note. I was actually able to go see this with a couple of classmates. Um, 2015, it was the Deaf West and Spring Awakening production. And it, blew my mind it really that was the production that really uh got me into learning ASL because the way they melded the music and the um the ASL language and and the deaf actors and you know the hearing actors and everything it was just so beautiful and that was also I believe my no second um time watching um oh gosh what's his name uh Patrick Page he was in Deaf West and I just I I've been able to see him three times at three different productions and he is just Oh, I could go on and on about him, but we are here to talk about horror. But I just thought I'd share that because he brought it's all related. It's all related. Yeah, it's know? all related. <laughs> we love a musical theater girl, but um, I have to say, like, yes, on the topic of horror, I'm like, you gotta mm. do Sweeney Todd. First of all, it's one of my favorite musicals. Uh, when my baby brothers, side note, I have twin brothers, they're 18 now, but when they were just little babies to put them to sleep, I would sing, nothing's gonna harm you, not while I'm around, to them to sleep. And they laugh Aww. at it now. They're like, where's that from? I'm like, it's from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> How could you not know? Oh my gosh. Uh, Sweeney Todd, they they actually just released, you know, the casting for um, the Broadway revival. And I need to go listen to that album on a loop. I need to go watch the movie again. Sweeney Todd is, I think it's like the essential horror fan musical. Just, you have to go listen to it. The movie adaptation is like, <laughs> is amazing. right? <laughs> amazing, amazing. But also like in terms of horror, I'm like, are you going to do the Phantom of the Opera is here? Like, Ooh, the Phantom. I might have to transpose that down just a little, just a little bit. You know, I think Christine is hitting notes that, um, I am not comfortable hitting, you know, and I'm okay with that because everyone has a different vocal range. But um, yeah, no, this is really good brainstorming for my for my little project because I wasn't even thinking, you know, of um, you know, Sweeney Todd and, and Phantom, but you know, let's 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 throw a bit of horror in there, you know, let's, let's throw a bit of um, some fantasy. And while you're at it, Chi-Chi, can you write some more horror musicals? I'm like, we're really lacking on the horror musicals. 
I want it. People want it. I, I want it too. I, you know, I, I would love to write something. I, I, gosh, that's, I need to think of like what I would want to write about, but you know, Wait, do you remember I, I definitely getting think, Sarah definitely, Marshall? I, okay. So I have not seen that movie. Seen I know, I know, I, I know, I know, I, I know enough about it, but I haven't actually seen it. Do you know the Dracula musical? Uh, oh, um, Dracula, no, I was thinking Jekyll and Hyde. I know that one. I, I don't know okay. Dracula. Have, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but in the movie, the lead character like is, is writing for TV shows, scoring for TV shows. He's not happy. He really wants to write this Dracula musical and he performs it for Mila Kunis at this bar in Hawaii. And it's so funny and so endearing. And I'm like, why haven't we ha yet had the Dracula musical? Like <laughs> what's happening here? Okay. So that, that is on the watch list. Like I'm still going through my, you know, holiday watch list for getting Sarah Marshall. I'm keeping my eye out for the Dracula musical. Yeah. Okay. It's Thank on the you. list. <laughs> Speaking of watch lists, we let all our guests choose which movie they want to talk about this year. And Chi Chi chose, as you all know, I am a Scream girl. She has picked Scream 6, which, by the way, as we're talking, yes. right, musicals, I'm like, if Scream 7 is not a musical, then what are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I, I have no idea. Right, like you're, you're seven entries to in into a series, you gotta kind of spice it up a little bit. I'm like, make a musical. I'm behind that. And you know what? It's perfect. I think it would be perfect because they're in New York. Broadway is right there. Hello, and it's, it's Hello. always had that like campy, um, uh, meta feel to it. I'm like, what if they were? And, uh, wait, wasn't Sydney in? It wasn't a musical, it was a play in Scream 2, right? She was in a Shakespearean oh, Remember? Yeah. Oh, it was, um, I, I wish I, what's the name of it? But she played Cassandra. It was yeah. part of the, yeah, it was like a Greek tragedy. Greek tragedy. But they, there was some sort of chanting in it. I'm like, we could bring it back. We could say, you know, let's <laughs> do it again. Maybe, I'm, I'm here for it. I would, I would love that. That that music that play that she was in in college made it to stage in New York, and now Sydney is going to go see the musical, and it's like flashbacks. <laughs> Honestly, no, I was I wanted to see that production. You know, as much as we saw the rehearsal process, I wanted to see opening night, but unfortunately, right. as you, the movie, nobody made it to opening night. <laughs> Wait, we we are pitching gene like top dollar stuff. If Scream Six is not going to be about the <laughs> Broadway. Screen seven needs to be about Broadway and, and all, and, and Ghostface needs to be taken down these yes. characters one by one, just like they did in Scream three, where it was a movie. Right. But now we need to, we're coming up with ideas. We're coming up with ideas. I honestly, they need to hire us for, you know, like writing rooms and uh, I would, yeah, they, they, we're, we're pitching great ideas here. We are. So what, let's talk about our predictions for Scream six. So we got a teaser um, it's the group of kids from Scream 5. They're in New York, which we need, we're going to talk about this in a second, but let me recap the teaser in case you haven't seen it. Um, they're mm -hmm. in the subway and it's Halloween and they're seeing really cool characters. Side note, my friend EJ is here visiting from, uh, he makes fun of me when I say the Bronx. He's from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> and I was like, is that what Halloween looks like in New York? Just a bunch of people dressed up in the train. He goes, yeah. And I was like, that's scary. That's so scary. Not that, you know, it's yeah, scary, but, but like, but 
Are wait, are yes, that it is frightening. So I want to. So that's the <laughs> teaser, um, and all we see is um, them kind of looking at the many people dressed up as ghost face. Which I do want to talk about this. Remember um, when the Jeffrey Dahmer show came out? For yes. And we yeah. were all like, oh, serial killers, you know, profiting off serial killers. And then some kid went dressed up as Jeffrey Dunn. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> I, re- I remember when that broke and I thought, huh, who could have not seen this coming? <laughs> we all said, well, that's in bad taste. But like in Scream 6, there's literally like 10 people on that train dressed up as ghosts. I'm like, but why would you dress up as this notorious like killer? Why are they producing you know? ghost face costumes anyway? <laughs> because everything, you know, it sells, unfortunately. Like it, it sells and it's popular, and people are like, "Oh, you know, it, it's funny. It's horror. It's Halloween, right?" So, right. but you know, yeah. you know, I have a prediction for Scream Scream Six. I don't. I know mm-hmm. nothing, by the way, you guys. But okay, so let, let me break this down with you, Chichi, and you let me know if this makes sense. So, Scream okay. has always been the, on the precipice of what pop culture is currently so we talk about the first scream obviously that one was just about um horror movies in general and and slashers and how to survive them the virgin la 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 the second mm-hmm. one we get into the tropes of black people dying before the movie starts yep I- <laughs> love it loved it great opening scene um the third one we talk about you know the film within a film is very meta the fourth one we're talking about the social media and how the killers won't want to see the crimes from their point of view right and the mm-hmm. fifth one was about basically incels but fandoms and how yeah all right so we know the sixth one is going to cover something like that i hope my hope for the scream six is that it really tackles the weird parasocial relationship that these true crime people have with these real ass murders this not weird to you i think that would be very relevant especially like you said with the you know the rise and the resurgence of glorifying murderers like you know Jeffrey Dahmer I I think that would be so relevant right now I I would I would be really interested to see how they would tackle it and what their commentary would be about that because yeah yeah. especially with like TikTok happening now which Scream 5 TikTok was around but it's really prevalent now with the um true crime scene like I'm not a true crime true crime girly I'm not and I'm not judging you if you are I'm saying there's a difference between a morbid curiosity and a downright Mm -hmm. obsession and almost like putting yourself as the victim like for example with all respect the Idaho murders I know they've been so gut-wrenching and and to follow because we're all curious like why would someone do that but I see some people taking it to a weird level of like blaming the roommates. They didn't call the cops and they should be arrested. What's wrong with you? It's so, it's so wild because, you know, obviously as people who are, you know, coming into this knowledge, of course, we're going to have 2020 vision because we're not a part of it. We have like a full, you know, bird's eye view. So of course, yeah, you could say like, oh, the roommates didn't do whatever, whatever. But like in the moment, if you were, unfortunately, if you were ever a part of that situation, you can't predict as to what would be the best answer so I I you know tying that back to you know scream six I I wonder if they would have like you know almost two factions where we have people who are you know maybe trying to podcasters who are trying to bring light to you know the 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 scream horrors and um then you have the other section of people who are just full-on fanatics and you know they're they're dressing up as these these murderers and they're dressing up as these these victims and they're just you know you know doing whatever they can to make a quick buck. I think that would be 
really um, interesting to see how they would tackle that. It's a, it's such a um, easy, it's such a uh, not easy topic. It is a complicated topic because at the same time, um, it's interesting to me as especially as a writer in this genre because all of our content is about what murder <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who am I talking about but it's all like it's all fake it's all contrived sometimes it's rooted in reality um but I think about like I saw a lot of people on TikTok complain especially when like the thing about Pam came out or all of these shows that are based off of true crime like, you're profiting from people's pain but then I see them online making content about these crimes happening in real time and I go you guys we're all doing it. Some of us are making TV shows and movies and some of you are just online for free making TikTok and analysis yeah. videos and like pointing out these, like you said, hopefully no one has to be in that situation where you actually see a killer walk in front of you. I don't know what I would do. We all want to think we're the hero in the end, but you know, I probably yeah. would freeze <laughs> my pants too. Like, you know, shock is very real. So it, when it comes to, you know, Sydney Prescott and, and Scream, it would be interesting to say, like, in Halloween tried to do it a little bit. Remember Halloween uh, 2018 with the podcasters and like, we're going to go find my, they touched it. Yeah, on a, a little. Thing. But um, it'd be interesting to be like, what is that parasocial relationship? Because a lot of these true crime people I see, they like, are victimizing themselves in it like I went to school with him oh my god like you were fine yeah exactly like you were never in any danger like calm down yeah I I, I that's so that's such a good point I I'm doing my best to you know um limit the amount of social media that I'm taking in this year so I haven't actually been able to like um see a lot of that but yeah I, I've heard a lot of you know podcasters who are like like you said making making themselves the focal point of such tragedies and it's it's very it's very gross to me because and you know I think there's a way you can talk about the issues and 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 the the subject matter without making it sound like you were in ever in any danger you know what I mean putting yourself first like oh my gosh he was at the wedding like seriously I saw a video and it's like he was at a wedding I attended and she had like a picture and he's in the corner and I was like girl what is this yeah. <laughs> That's so wild to me. It's like the victim, like you want to be a victim. It's weird. You want to be like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not accusing her of that. I'm just saying it was very weird behavior. But someone on TikTok also said something um, that I thought was really, really profound um, at still speaking about the Idaho murders and how the, some roommates survived. And someone on TikTok said the reason why people are blaming those roommates rather than the actual killer who did it is because the only good victim is a dead victim. And I was like, wait, I was Whoa. like, I was like, what are you saying? She was like, anyone that survives a survivor is no longer like good. There's something wrong with them. They were flawed. How did they survive? What did they do? They're in on it. But when you die in a situation, then you get all the compassion, all the grief, all that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I want yeah. to talk about it in terms of Scream 6 about Sydney Prescott, right? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, Sydney throughout, you know, the series, she's been largely seen, you know, as that survivor, as that final girl, as someone who um, knows how to, you know, like, you know, live and survive. But yeah, you know, I wonder what that would be like, you know, if it was in Scream 6, like, what would that look like if she had 
you know, everyone's kind of turn on her and say, oh, you know, you, you've survived this long. Why you, why not someone else? Like what, 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 are, what do you know that no one else knows? I think that'd be so, that would be such a good twist too. Right. And not just the killers, because, you know, we've seen, we've seen it before where like Jill, her niece is like, well, you took all of the, the fame out of the room and I want the fame. Or even the last one, it's just like, we're trying to recreate the movies. There's an obsession with Sydney, but we've never seen the general public be like, bitch, just stay in your house. Because every time you leave, yeah. people die. Like, I literally, like, <laughs> I treat Sydney Prescott that way. I'm like, it's been 20 years. Every time you pop up, bodies drop. So I need you to like, just go somewhere, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And honestly, I think that would be so cool. I think they tried to do that with um, Halloween Ends. You know, yeah. we had that that one survivor, that um, uh, Black lady who um, she got like slashed across the throat. And her sister you kind of kind of tried to drag Lori a little bit, be saying, you know, every time you like you said, every time you pop up, bodies hit the floor. Like just leave, just essentially. Leave, but leave um town, leave the country, leave the planet. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, if, I think if the general population turns on Sydney, I think that would be, in my opinion, it would be almost like a really cool, almost farewell to Sydney, yeah. like a, a really good send-off, you know, like in the sense that she would have to like do like a, a grand final girl moment yeah. and that would kind of be like her character send off. So I, I think if they were to ever, um, you know, bring Sydney back into the, the franchise, that would be the way that I think they, they should tackle it. Have everyone turn on her. She'll have like no one left and maybe she'll like sacrifice herself to take yeah. out Scream, the killer. Well, you know, I have, I have another theory because I do work in this industry and I'm into uh um theories um Ooh. i think nev is still attached i think i think she made her case with her money and mm -hmm. made it publicly known to leverage which is so smart and she got what she wanted but they said you know what's going to be really uh, a bigger press deal if we keep it really quiet and they didn't put it on the imbd and they told her to keep quiet because where the hell is she since that happened nev, exactly you're not right <laughs> So I don't know if it's even for a scene or even whatever. I think Nev is a part of this movie. Um, also, because I'm, th I'm thinking contract to contract. I'm like, okay, normally the way, just so you guys know, normally the way franchise contracts like this work out is it's done in groups. So for example, if Scream 5 was going to kick off five, six, and seven, they would try to get everyone who's involved for three pictures, right? Because then you don't know. So I feel like the contract negotiations were done in Scream 5. And we and she's oh. coming back. Um, she may have needed more money and gotten leverage, whatever. This is all speculation, but I am not quite, yeah, I've been in this game a long time before because <laughs> freaking, you know, Lori Strode says this every, it's the last one, girl. Fair enough. That's fair. It ain't that ended. Is fair. Halloween ends is bullshit. It ain't ended. And I don't want it to end. And I think that's fine. But I'm just, I'm calling it out there. And I could be totally wrong. But I want to ask you, Gigi, is there a world where Scream exists without Sydney Prescott, without Neb Campbell? Without Neb Campbell? Honestly, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think, I think Scream has been solidified, you know, synonymously with Nev Campbell, with Sydney Prescott. I think you can definitely branch off from that, you know, initial universe. But, you know, I think without the memory, without the, you know, the honoring of Sydney Prescott and that character and that whole franchise, I don't think there is a world, at least not the world that I want to live in, where yeah. Sydney Prescott is not, you know, um, 
prevalent, pre uh, relevant in some way. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I do understand, you know, that you want to welcome in the new generations, you want to bring in Gen Z and, you know, whoever's after Gen Z. So I, I totally get that. It makes sense from a business standpoint. It makes sense with a generational standpoint. But I, I do think that, you know, if they can figure out a way to honor, you know, the work that, um, you know, uh, Nev has done and, and, and Sydney, you know, she is, she is a survivor, you know, she is that final girl. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, yeah, like she is, and you can even have, you know, new final girls, you can have people, you know, branch off and like have their own stuff. But I, I think if there's a way to like tie it, that doesn't sound cheesy, but, but it makes sense. And it just really honors the work that has been put in to make Scream the franchise what it is. I think that's, I think that's the way that you, you should do it. Yeah, I mean, Scream is the house that Sydney Prescott that Nev Campbell built. It's like saying, oh, we're going to have a Nightmare on Elm Street without Freddy. Like, sure, we can change the actor, but without Freddy, there's not a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, what is exactly. that? Exactly. It's just another street, you know? <laughs> right. It's just a suburban street. <laughs> so the difference with Halloween and Scream for me has always been, like, Michael Myers exists without Laurie Strode, especially in these last three they put out. I'm like, it's very clear. It doesn't even matter. They're not related, which is so, so stupid to me. They're not oh, I want to talk about that at some other point. Like, I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. We're going to have a separate episode on Halloween because, my God, think, you know, I can't do it. Um, but if they're not related and, and Michael isn't tied to Laurie, then Michael can just exist as this ghoul that comes back to Haddonfield and to me I'm like that's the best recourse because he he shouldn't be able to die he is this anomaly that's like touched by the devil and he's never going away great so every Halloween you know like you're gonna get messed up by Michael Myers that works mm -hmm. for me it doesn't work so much in Scream because all the Scream killers are regular humans they're just people and th their right. motive has always been tied to Sydney it's been you killed my my kid or my you're my aunt and I you know hate you or I'm trying to end you because you are the final girl and I'm trying to complete the legacy so um as much as I you know I like Jenna Ortega um and I like the other actors from Scream 5 I'm not sold on them yet of like now why would anyone who puts on a mask to be Scar um Scarface <laughs> <laughs> different franchise <laughs> yeah. go cool. come for you just because what you survived one Sydney survived five massacres like that's the ultimate that's the big prize at the end of the road so I don't know if that works so much for Sydney um and Scream mm -hmm. but I do admit um, they have to find a way because Nev Campbell as Lori, as you know, Lori, they're not always going to be around and they're not always going to be here. There has to be a life outside of it for one day when we lose those great icons. Um, so I see that they're trying to plant those seeds now. Um, but I'm like, Nev Campbell is still young and kick it. She's still here. Exactly. She is still here. Cause look at Miss Activia, Miss Activia over in Haddonsfield. <laughs> is i just got that the activity yep yep continue Call her that. <laughs> strong bones and that's why she's still with us <laughs> yes yes no she is you know a badass and um I, I definitely think that you know while these icons are still here and you know they're they're doing their doing their work i think the studio should really utilize that and in my opinion find the money give them whatever they want that's why I'm saying I'm not I'm not buying this we we couldn't meet her where she wanted no I'm not buying it um in the sense of like there's got to be one person on I I have faith that one person a part of that production has some common sense to go 
if Activia can stay strong for 40, 50, I keep I'm forgetting, Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm sorry. If Jamie Lee Curtis can be well into her age and still battling Michael Myers, so can Nev Campbell. And she's only what, in her 40s? Like she's got a long time to go, God, hopefully. Exactly. Um, so I'm like, I smell a PR stunt. I smell a, like, I think, I feel like we're going to get like a post credits kind of thing of like, just kidding. I was gone for one movie and now I'm back for number seven. Um, I'm hoping that's what it is, but I also hope that we continue to make scream for a long time. Now I do feel like we do have to stop mm -hmm. counting. <laughs> oh, okay. um, ridiculous. yeah, I, 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 I like, I guess for me, I like the, 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 the name sequence of like the numbers, but I, I can also agree that, you know, I think Scream can stand without the numbers. I think we've gotten, we've established what Scream is, you know, we can, yeah, we can step away. We can release that. Cause when we get to Scream 10, I'm going to Scream X. I'm going to be like, this is, this is done. We're not doing, but you know, what's funny about this whole thing. This is why I don't trust I don't really trust studios in general. I'm saying that as someone who wants to work with them, but this makes me, as a fan, I'm saying as a horror fan, they told yeah. us up and down that it's not Scream 5, it's Scream, and we're starting over. And then the movie has clearly says Scream 6 on the poster and the trailers. What? Honestly, yeah. I feel like whenever they start talking about that stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait yeah. for the movie. I'll just wait. Yeah, I'll just wait because yeah. clearly this is too much scream five like it's scream five and we're on scream six and we'll get a scream seven and maybe we'll get eight nine and ten i do feel like halloween has the right idea like it should be halloween ends or it should be scream new york city <laughs> oh gosh scream Matt yeah, a. yeah. <laughs> scream. scream big apple exactly yeah <laughs> scream. Um, what was the j-lo album called on the six scream on the six like that's oh, where we should have gone with it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely agree with that. You know, or like, you know, scream intermission. You know, like, like yeah. something that, like, I don't know, it's just something that like ties into um the location maybe of where the yeah. movie is, and just something that, just anything that really takes away from the numbers because we can count. You know, we 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 know what movie we're on. It's yeah. it's okay. Yeah. How do you feel about us changing locations so drastically? Obviously, in Scream 3, we were in LA, you know, but um, this is really the first time we've really left. Like, we, we've been yeah. to a period when we've not in, like, some, like, little Midwestern town. How do you feel about that? I'm, I think I'm kind of leaning on apprehensive. Like, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, New York City, big landscape. There's a lot you can do with that in terms of murders. I'm excited to see what they have in mind for how, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, I'm excited to see how they're going to murder these characters. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the caution comes from, you know, a large part, a large part of the series has been built, you know, in small town, suburban, you know, communities. And so to take kind of that homemade feel and you know, kind of toss it into uh, NYC where everything is very um, light and bright and busy and, um, chaotic in uh you know a business type of world it's I think it's going to be a bit jarring at first and I'm wondering how they're going to ease the audience into that or is it kind of um a straight cut from you know the last game of you know scream five and we go we go right into scream six I I, I don't I don't know but I mean, yeah it's first of all not here I go being the true crime <laughs> 
I just made fun of these true crime people, and I'm going to say exactly what they say. If I survive a huge massacre with a group of friends from high school, we're not all moving to New York together. We're splitting up. Like, you're going to have to find yeah. Like, you're just making it easier. Like, what, we're all going to Tish? We're all applied to Tish and got in? We're going to Juilliard and like, yeah, we all have in the same year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> five survivors of this awful massacre. Like, yeah, let's travel together. No, I'm not, I'm not, you we're not friends anymore after that. Like exactly. we split up. <laughs> it's called like it's like literally if that were to ever happen, you know, I'll see you maybe in therapy, like in a group therapy session, but like that's it. We're not every anniversary. Right. right. We're yeah. not. It's like in Halloween where they all got together for the anniversary on Halloween. I was like, do you guys understand what you're doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, you're literally just like walking to the lions and you're, you're basically saying, here's lunch to the lions. Like exactly. you're making it easy. Cause imagine we're ghost face and we're like, gosh, I really want to like kill some people. What, what happened to those kids from last year? Oh, they're all at New York university. Great. Oh, they're all in dorm five. And the East Wing, amazing. Perfect. They're all taking the L train together, e- even better. Like, let me go. Yeah, it's literally like they're sitting ducks. And it, it's, I don't know. I feel like if you are, um, if you are lucky enough to survive such a horrific, horrific, you know, thing, you would, I would hope that the, you know, you would be able to, or someone in your group would be able to like, let you know, hey, maybe we should, you know, kind of split y'all up. You can communicate, you know, through your phone just you don't need to be physically together right now protection program i feel like no one's except for sydney gone through like a witness protection program of like you know what that was horrific and also try some international travel like if i survive a massacre and and it's it's a killer who keeps i know they don't have money to make it to london i'm out like yeah I, well, Joe's in London, right? From you. Oh my gosh! Don't, okay, no, I'm so excited. So I know. Um, the reason why I'm like really hyped about my birthday this year is because Scream Six drops March 10th. My birthday is March 9th, and oh. March 9th is part two That's of You Season oh, Four. Wow. So like, I might just, I might just have like an early weekend and just chill because i'm excited that's a great week. Like, uh, what else? But my birthday is October 21st, so I'm always like, it's already Halloween. <gasps> There's already yes. stuff happening, so it feels like extra special. I um, love that. But I do want to, um, on the topic of New York, really quickly too. Um, I can't wait to watch this because, first of all, New Yorkers don't give a f if you're being murdered. So I'm like, <laughs> if someone screams in New York, does anyone hear it? This is really going to be the precipice of the movie. But also, I'm like, how are you guys affording to live there? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what they study. Like, what are they going to study? What, is, what, yeah, are they... what are you studying? And how are you all affording? Like, I'm, are you all sharing like a one bedroom? You're making it so much easier now. <laughs> like, that is so true. I mean, like, I imagine, I don't, I don't even know like what they went to school for because what they go to school for may determine, you know, like their jobs and then also like how much they're going to be paying rent. Like, is the real horror how pricey New York is? There's is no, there's no ghost space. There's, it's just New York rent. <laughs> That's it's it's landlords dressed up in ghost face masks going, your rent is due and it's going up by 20% next month. <laughs> That's it. That's the movie, you guys. That would be I would that be I wouldn't even be mad about that because I would be like, you know what? It's accurate. It's accurate. It's accurate. This is meta. This is meta. <laughs> it's accurate. But you know, um, I hate that. I hate that in movies. Every movie, it's like, oh, I got into Harvard, I got into Yale, I'm going to Juilliard. And I'm like, you kids are like from like 
Indiana how did you get like not even just getting in the money to actually go there like and like how did you even have the time to study you know during this whole massacre like yeah I'm sure you guys have LSATs and you know SATs like I'm sure you weren't you know getting murdered like not getting murdered one weekend and then you know prepping the next week no yeah I'm sure they they have to take what a half a year off from school like once you survive a massacre like that I'm like I'm not going back to school irrelevant at that point school would be like the last of my life give me my diploma I just survived a massacre I don't need anything else I'm a survivor thank you yeah (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine what their um like you said their jobs are going to be like oh I'm going to I'm going to study um human resources at hotels so I'm going to go to New York (laughs) study hotel management that makes sense (laughs) can't wait to see it though anyway um Mm -hmm. wrapping up here what are your other predictions for Scream 6? What are things you hoping there include? Like, we haven't talked about Kirby. Kirby is making a cameo, perhaps? Yeah, I'm I'm really, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. Uh, Hayden Panettiere is back. Um, I would love, I'm not sure if they'll, like, have her as part of the main core group because we kind of really solidified that with the last movie. But I would love to see maybe, like, a side character. Maybe, maybe she goes to therapy. I want to see more survivors go to therapy just because like they have a lot of trauma and they're not dealing with it and then they just get bombarded and they get thrown into even more trauma so I just feel like they need some coping skills oh my god but what if the therapist was ghost face and because they're we're pitching million dollar ideas someone hire us like real for real all us because imagine you're sitting there with your therapist you're trying to get over this trauma and they're really helping you and then you walk into the office they go hello chi chi <laughs> no because i would be done i'd be done i'd be like you know what i'm good i'm, I'm healed i i'm out i would have been like <laughs> no, i should have known i should have known but you know what at least i can accept what this is now thank you for that <laughs> seriously if you're not doing a therapist um red herring or even a ghost face therapist for one of these characters you guys are missing out on t- they would they have they'll t- they'll know everything they'll know everything all the enemy thoughts how they lock the door at night what they don't do like that's just it's right there it's like literally we're, we're handing it to them we're, we're, we're just handing, handing you paramount we're giving you, like, we're giving you seven? seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, oh are you gosh. so it is coming out your birthday week so you're gonna go see it in theaters are you an opening night kind of person yes I'm I, I like going opening night partly because you know it's like you get that energy with you know the audience but also because I, I've noticed in the last couple of years you know a lot of there's there there are certain sector of online reviewers that like to uh, spoil the movie before people even get a chance to see it, and I, I just if I can avoid it, I want to avoid those spoilers. No, you bring up a good point. It's it's kind of frustrating. Like I I notice every time a movie comes out that I really want to see, you got to get off Twitter, you got to get off TikTok because people literally will leave the theater, get on their phones, and go, "Holy shit!" That, I'm like, "Whoa, you guys! The movie came out a hot three seconds ago." And it doesn't matter how many letters to the audience Kevin Feige writes, some dumbass is still going to spoil the movie and it's annoying. So it's so annoying. But so, you know, that's kind of what I've, that's been my mentality as far as I can, you know, if I can see it, um, you know, like a midnight viewing or like an opening night viewing, that's, that's my thing. And I, I, I truly, it, it's a lot of fun, you know, the audience energy is amazing and it's, it's been nice to like get back into movie theaters and just you know kind of sit there and feel the experience the way the the director intended it for it to be experienced you know COVID's throwing me off 
uh, throwing me off with movie theaters because I caught COVID in July and it was really bad. So I've been like, oh not try- but I, there's only a few movies that will get me horror movies. Number one, any Marvel movie, but scream, especially because I haven't been to a, now they do 7 PM showings. Thank God. They don't do as much night showings. Thank God. Cause I'm too tired for that. I haven't <laughs> been to one of those opening night showings in a while, but you're right. Like scream is something like you have to be in a packed yeah. theater and you have to feel the screams and the laughing and, and all like, you have to watch scream in a theater. It is a quintessential theater movie. So I'm also predicting it is going to go to theater. I don't think Paramount's mm-hmm. that slick, but I'm predicting they might do the 45 day window thing where it quickly leaves theater and goes on Paramount, which I hope doesn't happen, but um, that's just a prediction. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope so too. I, I hope that there's enough time for everyone to like, if everyone who wants to go see in a theater is getting yeah. But um, yeah, I, I feel because of the pandemic, I think a lot of uh, studios are, you know, trying to, you know, dip in one egg basket and get the other one as well. Well, cause that March date feels a little weird to me. I don't know. It does. And it was, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember it, that wasn't the initial date. It got like moved up. It was supposed to be like later, like maybe like an early spring, April date, but they moved it up like a month for, for some reason. I don't know. So that, I, I don't know about dates. Normally January are like dump dates, but Megan, I just recently saw Megan. Megan did really well for January. It was a perfect January film anyway. Scream for me, I'm like <laughs> either December or October. Like it's got to be during that like holiday season. Cause I, 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 what five came out in the summer though. Right. I think it wasn't a block. I, think, I think so. It came yeah. out. No, I think it came out earlier in the year too. I can't remember, but I don't know. March dates throw me off completely. Cause I'm just like, what are we doing for March? Like, I don't know. Um, well, I want to touch yeah. on this before we wrap up. Do you like the, the poster with the, the railway lines and like all the past characters? I, I'm so, I was so geeked up by that. I, I thought that was like such a simple and yet such a, uh, a, a great marketing ploy because you could like put that you could put that in the subway I'm sure it's in the subways right now but I, I just I love that I love um when posters you know get kind of like meta and I love seeing all the different past characters and you know where who they were connected to I I loved it what do you predict or what do you think about um Steve's dot being slightly colored in that's been a that's been a thing Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you cut out a second? Um, what did you say? A few winners from original Scream, his dot is slightly colored in. Oh. Um, and there's been some theories of like, he's that. alive. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this, I don't think he's alive, but I, I find that intriguing. I'm wondering if they're going to like do something similar to what they did with uh, Billy, where they kind of like brought him no. back slightly, but, but not. No, I know, I know, I know. I, I don't know. You know, it was giving. It was giving. Do your thing, cause from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You ever seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre number? I think it was six. from last year. Okay, not that one. It, it's it's from like nine. It's from two thousand and like five. It it starred um Trey Songs, isn't it? <laughs> and um, it's awful. Please watch it. Please watch it because okay. <laughs> I can't even explain it. But anyone listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. They're like, yep, yep, that that crazy line. It was giving just too much. That that was yeah. That was too much. Like I, I don't get me wrong. Like I, I I love, you know, Billy and 
too and and i i just and all the and all those types of characters but it's i think if if you're if your character's gone let them let them be gone let them let them rest You know, you guys, we, um, I did a two-part episode about my breakdown of Scream 5 last year with uh, guest star Cody. So go listen to that, hear my full thoughts because I can't get into it today, but I agree with Chi Chi. Like Scream has never been the franchise where we're seeing dead people. Halloween and especially the Rob Zombie version of Halloween. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) God. But this one, it was always rooted in reality and that's what made it truly terrifying. So I don't know what the F they were. Just listen to the previous show because I I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Chi-Chi, our time is up today. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you and have you on the show. Please remind the people where they can find you and remind them again of that fabulous cabaret happening in a couple uh, of Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you again for having me here. Uh, you can find me and, you know, on, along, all along the social media, you know, spaces on uh, Um, I'm on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube and you, yes, you can find uh, the my like cabaret on June, July. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My brain is still not working. Like I'm still coming back from the holidays, but you can find my cabaret January 27th at 7 p.m. on YouTube. It will, um, I believe, it's going to be either pre-recorded or just I'll just do like a live, uh, simple cabaret style. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and uh, you know, pop on by. You know, leave a little thing in the comments and oh my gosh yes listen to the podcast and then say like oh hey you know i, I heard you from uh opera horror and i will know that you've listened to the podcast and i'll say hi yes tune in for the cabaret to see if she does a number from sweeney todd or phantom of the opera we are going to be looking for that specifically okay <laughs> that's, that's right. it's, it's it's i'm adding it to the i'm actually going to be rehearsing right after this so um i want to move some things around which i'm pretty excited about now amazing and and for us you guys we're back 2023 we've got a lot of great guests coming up this year we're still doing the uh semi-monthly thing um we might produce some more in between but it's going to be a big year for us in general picture short film is on instagram please follow us there we're also at afro horror on instagram and afro horror pod on twitter um check out the website check out past episodes and we'll be back again soon we'll let you know when we'll see you later thank you for listening to this episode of afro horror please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard we want to send a special shout out to jaron hemphill for our amazing logo design thanks jaron you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at at afro horror or on our website www.afrohorror.com No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.